Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Candice Onita. Candice, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. Absolutely my pleasure and honor. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. And for anybody out there that may not be familiar with Candice, let me give you a little background. Candice is an international speaker. She's a founder of Powerful, I'm sorry, Powerfully Feminine Intensives, and she's Australia's number one feminine success mentor. Her background in corporate Australia for 12 years and then starting up five successful companies with up to a million in annual sales led her to the realization that feminine principles were sadly lacking in the business world. Candace is passionate about instilling feminine values, skills, and practices into her own businesses, as well as teaching others how to do the same in their work and life. With 20 years of deep training in meditation, transformational studies, and research, Candace brings depth knowledge and personal experience to her speaking programs and private mentoring sessions. Candace has personally taught over 120 workshops and worked with over 2,000 women from all over the world on topics of self-development, meditation, sexuality, and feminine power. Candace, do me a favor, if you would just take a moment, if there's anything we missed in that intro, certainly let us know, but then would you give us a glimpse into actually how you got started doing the work that you do oh gosh thank you well i think the only thing missing from that what sounds like a very glorious <laughs> you know recital of my life was that it wasn't always like that for me <laughs> in that um what happened for me about um what is it i was lose track of time you know eight to ten years ago was that i found myself um where my business partner had taken my company from me, all of my assets, all of my money um, at a time of my life when I'd actually decided that I was going to be financially independent. I was broke, alone, and um, not really knowing where I'd find the will to start again, you know, in my mid-40s. And so what it uh, threw me into, if you like, having had a long-term spiritual practice is I went into long-term meditation and it was sort of from within the deep practice that I had this personal deep realization that all of that success had actually come from this very strong masculine part of myself. And the, it was actually causing me pain. I was never really happy doing work, life and relationships like that. And I really wasn't getting my needs met and I wasn't living my purpose. And so, you know, out of the meditation, I had this deep realization that for me to re-enter the world, for me to start another business and start again, you know, 45, that 
I was going to have to do it a different way. And I and I had enough space and time there to realize, wow, what's happened to my feminine? <laughs> well, where did she go? Mm. And to be able to review my life and go, well, I know how it started. It started from a male, a masculine-dominated family and a mother that was no feminine role model and that the corporate world had really no role models about how to be feminine. And then on our topic, of course, I ended up, emasculating almost every man in my life unwittingly and not having the kind of relationship I wanted subsequent to that. And then basically what came out of that is I re-entered the world going, wow, I want to really apply all this spiritual knowledge and all of this research on feminine power and see if I could actually start up a company from that polarity, that orientation. And I just knew that it was my mission to actually show other women how to do the same because I could see that so many women were suffering um, in their life, in their work and in their relationships when they didn't know how to be in their feminine power. And that's why I'm so, so passionate about showing women how to get back into their feminine polarity, how to get back into their feminine power and then how to apply that into their work and their relationships. And it's just so much more fun. It's so much more <laughs> rewarding and juicy for everybody, right, themselves and, of course, their partners too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. That And, and you know, I, I hear this every day from the women I work with is I, I don't know how to reconnect with my feminine. Like I'm so separate from it. I've lost sight of it. So yeah. what do you, what do you find is like the main key? Because I, I I'll, I'll, let me frame that a little bit. Because one of the things that I hear all the time is the fear that being in their feminine means being passive, and they feel like they'll be disempowered by being in their feminine. So how do you address that? I was just reaching over to grab some tea whilst you were asking your question as I'm a one of my companies was a tea company, so I'm a bit ah, of a tea nerd. Nice. <laughs> I always have always have like a, a pipeline to tea going on. That's great. Um you know that is such a I have exactly the same thing happen with my women. They yeah. the perception of what the feminine is totally off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's actually why in my Powerfully Feminine Intensive, I've created a model around understanding masculine, feminine polarity that's very unique, which brings in the differentiation between what I call the false feminine and the true feminine. Okay, and of course, the false masculine and the true masculine, except I'm largely teaching women how to be mm -hmm. in their feminine, right? And so what they are describing there is an aspect of the false feminine, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I came to this realization that I had to create a more fine-tuned model around polarity was there's a whole lot of false masculine going on around in the world too. Yes. And it's not helping men. It's not helping any of us to be stuck in that false or lower range of the masculine and feminine. And so that's my main answer to that. There's obviously the whole training I do around polarity and then, okay, well, what, what is the true feminine if it's not that? Um, so in my false feminine, basically, I call them the maid and the princess. There's two different levels of the false feminine. Mm -hmm. And those words are fairly evocative as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of says it all. Yeah. And, and the true feminine are that of the queen and the priestess. Mm. Right. And so, again, those words I chose to describe 
the false and the true feminine are fairly evocative in that it's very, very different when you're in this sort of victim, lesser than, underneath, powerless orientation, Mm -hmm. which is the false levels, versus being empowered, feeling certain, feeling embodied, um, having clarity on who you are, uh, being embodied, which the true feminine has a lot to do with uh, a relationship to our body, to our sexuality, and understanding that in the true feminine, it is powerful, like it's literally a power source that is as powerful as that of the true masculine. It's just different. It's a different way to think, it's a different way to be, it's a different way to operate. And as your women have truly um, relayed to you, they go, I know it's missing, but I don't even know what it means to be feminine anymore. Yeah. yeah? Yep, absolutely. So I hope that answered the question there. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to tell you, I'm already in love with your work, um, and I want to know so much more. So we'll get to that. Um, here's here's one of the things I'm curious about, Candice, is because this is something that, that occurred to me actually at a men's retreat I was attending. There were about 100 men there. This was quite a few years ago. And there was this amazing level of emotion and connection and and sensitivity happening in this room and it was it was mind-blowing and it occurred to me that the most powerful thing in the world is a room full of women and the most loving thing in the world is a room full of men and I realized when I had that thought I'm like that's the exact opposite of how we operate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we operate from the belief that all the loving and nurturing and all that's going to come from the women and the power comes from the men I think what you're describing there, Ken, is 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 what I would call um, uh, the way people apply uh, masculine, feminine to terms. Like mm. uh, one of the one of the reasons why I call my company Feminine Success is that it seems oxymoronic mm-hmm. to say feminine with success in the same sentence, because things like power, success, accomplishment have been related to masculine mm-hmm. one of my sort of you know positioning i'm kind of challenging people by saying well actually you can be smart cap- capable powerful and successful from your feminine orientation you can be um loving nurturing and holding from your masculine orientation and actually what you're describing is what i call the true expression of both mm-hmm. in that in the true masculine Um, A true masculine man in his king is often not what people think of the true masculine, right? So one of the things I call the false masculine is the jock, (laughs) Mm. which again is evocative of, I think, what people have thought masculine meant. Yep. (laughs) It meant you have to be a football player, you have to be tough, you have to be slapping everybody on their back. That's actually what I call the false masculine. And in fact, the true king, as per the true queen, are in a powerful orientation. They are king and queen of their domain. They're incredibly attentive and caring and in service of their community, of their domain. And they can often look quite similar. They can look more similar than at the false levels. It's at the false levels where we we come into conflict. Yeah. It's where the conflict is actually happening internally. 
between our false and true and also between masculine and feminine yeah no that's i i, I really appreciate that distinction because it's as obviously you know there, there's so many pieces to this puzzle and there's so much of so much disinformation around our gender roles that absolutely we don't even yeah. know what we're supposed to do anymore like i mm -hmm. get that all the time it's like i don't i don't know what like what is my role <laughs> so we're, i mean which is, it should be a default right it should be automatic that we know that but we don't because there's mm -hmm. so much stuff saying oh no it means this it means that the jock's a perfect example that I can relate to, mostly because I'm six foot three and 210 pounds. And I've always been viewed as, oh, that must mean Ken's this. Mm -hmm. Just because of my physical stature. Mm -hmm. And it's like, talk about an invalidating, you know, projection. Right. That that's all I can be. Yeah. So as a man, that's like saying, well, because you're tall and strong, that you are this kind of man. And that means that you aren't are sensitive and you aren't nurturing and you aren't you know don't want intimacy or <laughs> it's a complete misnomer isn't it yeah it's it's funny because um you just reminded me of this so i've done uh clairvoyant work for years psychic work and i was at a uh well this would happen all the time when people say oh what are you doing i said well I, i'm a psychic they go you don't look psychic <laughs> and i would go Gosh. what does that mean like yes what, what looks psychic i don't get it <laughs> but they, because I wasn't fitting that idea, like you just said, right? That, that there's no room for you to have that other side of yourself. You mm. need to be the, the macho guy, as opposed to, mm -hmm. the balanced masculine. So yeah, just just fascinating. So I want to ask you about, since we're talking about partnership on the show, is. What's a time, because one of the things that our listeners have told us over and over again, Candace, that they love is that our, our guests are so generous with their stories about themselves. And so I thank you in advance for sharing. Mm -hmm. What's a time when you were, well, kind of, you kind of screwed up, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and just give us a sense of what was going on, what'd you trip on, and then what were you able to learn from that experience that has helped you move forward? <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because it's like, how long do we have? <laughs> Just one now. <laughs> um, okay, I think I think the thing that I would, and I could say this in every relationship except for the one that I'm I'm most currently in, I honestly would say that, you know, until I realized my lack of relationship to my own feminine. Mm-hmm. And how I had to relearn what I call the feminine arts and skills in order that I could comfortably know how to, you know, flow into and transition into my own feminine at any moment. That my biggest trip up was that I was so in my masculine that what would happen in relationship unwittingly, okay, of course, at the time was that I would emasculate the man because I was a very strong, capable, powerful leader type of person. And I would end up sort of in this, again, unwittingly competitive thing with them. Mm -hmm. So if they were going, well, I've done this thing, I'd go, well, I've done this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, or they'd sort of be trying to lead something and I'd go, no, we're going to do this. <laughs> So, I mean, in short, I think I'm passing that I didn't allow 
the the I didn't allow space or receptivity for the man's masculine to emerge and or and or I was attracting the wrong kind of man who really just really didn't match my power and and I and I'm saying that as a bit of an inspiration to powerful women because those that are powerful and feel powerful inside go but I don't want to lose that feeling of being powerful Mm -hmm. and of course you don't and you should not need to and you it is not what this is about it's about a different type of power right Mm -hmm. and whenever I speak of power let's be perfectly clear I'm never speaking about power over anybody or anything I'm talking about a plugging in to an inner sense of power and a learning of different skills inwardly. So, for example, um, I didn't know how to just receive the man. I didn't know how to let him lead. I didn't know how to gracefully receive his masculine, right? And, again, it meant I was attracting the wrong kind of man that I didn't feel safe and comfortable to do that with. So... My thing with my women is always, okay, let's drop the trying to get them to change or them to man up or they're not providing your needs or what What if, what if as women we could lead through our feminine as in the more we actually get into our feminine polarity, our feminine orientation, we actually create a space of invitation for the man to be in his most glorious capable and powerful true masculine which is actually what we want i i'm sure there's not one woman listening to this who doesn't want uh, a strong capable masculine man to match her and yet we have to create this orientation of receptivity of space in our body in our life and in our schedule like literally create space for the relationship and for his masculine and Give him time, you know, give him time and space to step into that leadership, into him uh, uh, wanting to, to to lead the relationship. I, one of the, the guiding sayings I have with regard to relationship is the masculine leads the direction of the relationship and the feminine leads the depth. Mm. Nice. But if we're leading the direction all the time, one, we, there's no we're not creating any space for the for the depth to be happening, and we're not allowing him to lead the direction. And if you think about it, let go for a minute. I mean, don't you want to just let go and let somebody else do the doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The way I say it is, you know, you're tired of being the man in your own life. Mm-hmm. And so many women come to me and they're like, "I met this guy. He's so awesome because he's leading, and I get to relax. Mm. I get to sit back. I don't have to plan everything. It's like." You know that's what he wants to do. All the guys do, but if you're doing it, it's done. He doesn't He doesn't need to do it. It's only you've taken the role. So he's like, okay, and, cool. What do I got left? Well, the message he gets, as you know, Ken, is there's no space for me in your exactly. life. Yep. There's no space for me in your schedule. You don't want my masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I want to draw attention to something you said because you said – you know, looking for a man that matches you. And I think at least what I encounter, and tell me how you experience this, Candace, is I hear lots of women taking that as meaning match me as masculine. Exactly. Back to my own story, right? You asked me what's yeah. the biggest trip up I've done. 
That's what I thought. You know, I kind of, I, I would do this thing where I basically, I, I call it, we'd be playing masculine ping pong with each other. Mm-hmm. And just like men kind of, you know, it's sort of the way men are often often with each other. They kind of, they're building up on this sort of prowess and their achievements and their accomplishment and their goals. And, and we start playing masculine ping pong with the man. It's the wrong kind of matching. Mm-hmm. So... This is why the very first module in my Powerfully Feminine Intensive is what I call the art of polarity. Mm. Because as we learn to polarize strongly toward the feminine, we find a polarized, strongly masculine man. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of matching we're talking about. We're talking about matching through polarity. Yeah. As in, we want to experience this juicy creative thing that happens when a man's allowed to be in his true masculine and a woman allows herself to be in her true feminine Mm -hmm. and by the way as a little aside here that's what creates the best sexual dynamic right when there's strong feminine polarity and there's strong masculine polarity that's where all the juice happens in the sex space Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and and you're 100 right because speaking as a man that's like the hottest thing on the planet is when you're in your feminine power. We don't really have words for it. We don't know what to call it, but we know it when we see it and we're like, whoa, where did that come from? We can't get enough of it. I call it life force. It's your essence coming forward. And the thing that the the matching, what you're looking for is like, if you think of a yin yang symbol, well, Mm -hmm. you know, it matches, right? It's like two puzzle pieces coming together. But what mm-hmm. if your puzzle piece was 98% of that circle? Is it a match? Well, it fills the circle, but it's not a match. You're still 98% of the circle. So the match is going, I'm doing my part, and I'm leaving that room, like you were saying, for him to do his part. Now we have a match. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we've got a, a dynamic that's really alive. Yeah. It's what we were designed to be. Because the image of the Tao and the yin-yang symbol is an image of the way polarity works in life. Mm-hmm. And so there's, uh, in the yin-yang symbol, there's the there's a little bit of the black inside of the white and there's a little bit of the white inside of the black. Mm-hmm. And it gives us a little bit of an, an image, an evocative image that, of course, we all have masculine and feminine inside of us. We all do. Okay, that's, that's just the nature of life. But as women, it's been my experience, Ken, that you know, as women, when we, we we predominate or we dominate our own internal space with the masculine, besides the effect on relationships, if I can digress for a second, the 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 cost it is having in our life, our life force and our health mm-hmm. is diabolical. Yep. I mean, I've got horrendous statistics that have emerged from the 1960s when women entered the workforce, right? Yep. Because when women entered the workforce, we entered into the compete, fight and win way that the corporate world was built and then even me myself you, you heard a bit about my story I started corporate for 12 years I was very successful in corporate Australia as a commercial designer and then for the last 25 years I've been a um, uh, entrepreneur mm-hmm. but what did I do I just took the same know-how out of corporate <laughs> world and then I applied it to my entrepreneurial practices and mm-hmm. so I was still doing everything from my masculine and by the way I had chronic back pain chronic headaches um I wasn't happy and I don't know if I said this in my previous story but I had this perfect storm happen when I was 45 which is 
my company got taken away from me. I was on the edge of bankruptcy and I went into early menopause mm. and my body completely broke down. Oh. I went into complete burnout. Yeah. And I'm telling I try to be the prophetess of the future in what I do and in my YouTube channel and my trainings because you think you can keep doing it like that. You think if I just do it for another year or two and I reach my goals or if I just keep going like this, then I'll stop, then I'll change, then I'll experience life the way I want to. And it never happens like that because you're setting life up to keep moving the goalposts out further and further and further. And although in our 20s and 30s we sort of can burn the candle at both ends as a woman, we are not designed to do life like that. No. We have a different hormone system. We are built for oxytocin, not cortisol stress. Mm -hmm. We are built to be intimate. We are built for touch. We are built for intimacy. We are built for creativity. We are built for space and out-breath. Yes, 100%. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, it's amazing how, how much we've damaged ourselves physically by basically putting the wrong fuel in the tank. Right. Because you're not built for it. It's like trying to put diesel fuel in a Ferrari. Right. It might run a little bit, but it's going to tear that thing up. And that's what's happening to our physical bodies by running <laughs> this energy that isn't yours. It's not what you're designed for. So, yeah, exactly. great, great ex example of that. So I want to ask you something, Candice, because, you know, we talked about a trip up and a time things didn't go so well. I'd love to flip this around and, and ask you about what's a time in your life where, like, it could be current, it could be something in the past where you're like, that is like one of my proudest moments in partnership. When I think about that, I'm just like, I can't stop smiling. I'm thinking how cool it was. What's one of those for you? <laughs> well, it's funny you ask that, Ken, because it's actually quite recent. My my sort of, I smile as you ask the question mm -hmm. because um. So, you know, I've been in training for this and I've been training women, but I, I still wasn't getting the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing that I was doing in uh, doing a lot of dating and the like for the last seven, eight years since my previous relationship was I was honing the experience of dating from the feminine and I was honing the experience of bringing the polarity into the dynamics into you know a few false start relationships that happen between now and then and then basically you know I just really just started to hold this I guess benchmark internally and by the way when I say that I'm not the kind of person that would ever advocate writing lists of the kind of man you want mm -hmm. or it's just for me that's a, a mental approach to polarity work um it was like insisting that I held the feminine polarity when I went out and dated, mm -hmm. letting myself feel vulnerable, uh, letting myself receive the man, letting myself be real with what was or wasn't happening in the dating dynamics. And as it happens, I'm, I'm now in a, what do I mean, like so far, sort of five months into a relationship with a man who's so, such a strong, true masculine polarity, um, who... Um, is with me because he he said to me, I've been dating these other women and they're so masculine, I just had to finish the relationship or he'd be doing like little false start relationships himself. He just said I could not date another 
woman who was so masculine and he loves smart, successful women as men do, right? Mm -hmm. But he just couldn't bear it. And then when he met me, he went, it is such a relief to be with someone who knows how to be in her feminine. And then, of course, he discovered the work I do. So he's constantly sharing my YouTube channel and my videos with people, which is very, very supportive and sweet. But so basically experientially, I went into, I mean, he was amongst other people I was dating, but basically I just went, I am bringing the feminine into this dating scenario. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to compete with him and tell him how smart and successful I am. I'm just going to receive him, experience, let him lead, uh, let go, <laughs> all these concepts that you can actually apply. <laughs> <laughs> and he loved it because he could. He just felt there was all this space for his masculine. And the more he would go into his masculine, the more I felt confident to let go into my feminine. So it became this beautiful sort of virtuous circle as opposed to a vicious circle mm-hmm. where the more I go into my feminine, the more he goes into his masculine. It totally plays itself out in the sexual space, which, you know, is just fantastic, you know, sexual dynamic. Um an understanding of, you know, what it's like to really allow yourself to be polarized sexually. Yeah, that's the that's my current thumbs up good news is that it works. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> works, Congratulations. Even if, even if you have to hold out for it. Like I I had this phase for the last two years especially where I was just going, I'd date and it just excuse me if it sounds harsh, but I obviously wouldn't do it harshly to the man. I'd realize like, nope, it's not him. It's not the right person, right? And of course, the way I would, you know, not continue with that person was a lot more graceful than that. But internally, I just went, nope, this is not it. This is not how I want to feel. This is not the right person. I can't be in my, you know, the feminine's not working here or he's not responding. He can't fully go into his masculine. Um, and that's why with my current partner, he responded with, you know, in troves. He was all over it. <laughs> nice. So I love that story and I'm so happy for you. And I, I, I want to I want to ask something that just went running through my head as you were saying that is as a woman, I'm asking this now. So for the ladies listening how do they identify the guy who can be in his masculine? Because you said you'd see to go out with someone, and you'd be like, no, he's not able to stand in his masculine. How do you mm-hmm. spot that? Well, I have something a little bit specific to me, and maybe we'll start there and we'll see if it's if it speaks to the women. Uh, because I've I've been coaching and mentoring, <clears throat> working in therapy with people for 20-odd years, I had this question inside, which is, is this man better as my partner or as my client? <laughs> <laughs> and if the answer was he's too much a work in progress, he's not relationshipable, um, or he should be my client, not my lover, that was that was one of the lines. But just I started to say it a bit there, is this person into being in relationship? Mm-hmm. Is this person into being in relationship? Some people aren't. Some people some people are in a stage in their life where they're more focused on business or or they're more focused on other things and that's fine. But I was really looking for somebody who was relationshipable. 
And from the early on, when we were early dating, we were talking about relationship, communication skills, what it would look like to be in a really high-functioning conscious relationship. We read books together. We exchange concepts. This was a highly relationshipable person who was interested and invested in being in a dynamic, conscious, aware relationship. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Thank you. And I like that term, relationshipable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So yeah. let me ask you a couple of things here because we're, we're getting towards the end of the show. And I, I want to I ask you a couple of bits of advice for our listeners that they can, you know, just little bite-sized pieces they can take with them right now. And one is I'm wondering, when you think for yourself, what's the best partnership or relationship advice you've ever received, Candace? You know, I'm going to repeat something I said before because I, I love the simplicity of the concept. Let the masculine lead the direction of the relationship, lead direction, and the feminine leads the depth. Great. Okay, so the masculine is about action and doing the feminine is about receiving and opening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. So let's say you were you were put on the point and you had to pick one book or resource that you'd recommend to our listeners around this topic. What, what would be the one you'd recommend and why? Well, I think my, my latest current best is Wired for Love by Stan Tatkin. Mm -hmm. um, because it speaks about this concept that's called the relationship bubble, which is about where in relationship when you're both invested in the relationship so you've got me you and then the relationship is a sort of third entity if mm -hmm. you like mm -hmm. and that you're both invested in protecting the relationship you're both invested in backing each other supporting each other being each other's first point of contact that the relationship if you like comes first and then everything else in your life comes underneath that and is a product of that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great book. Really great book. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mentioned earlier that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to know more about what you do. And, and, and obviously, I'm sure our listeners are, too. Can you share with our listeners how they can contact you and learn more about what you do and stay in touch? Yeah, sure, sure. So, um. You can get me by going to my website at the moment, powerfullyfem.com, P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L-L-Y, fem, F-E-M.com. And whilst you're there, you might want to take my What's Your Desire Archetype quiz, which is on the front page there. And that actually gives you a bit of a snapshot as to where you're at now with regard to your true and false feminine. And then I actually send you a another little PDF after that. When you put your best email address and your name in there, I send you a little PDF which actually talks about all of the four feminine archetypes. And that's a way to get into my world and get on my newsletter. And I, I make a video every single week on YouTube and I send out a newsletter and just point you to that too so you can get lots and lots of additional training with me in that way. Excellent. Thank you. That's great. My pleasure. <laughs> well, 
like I said, Candace, I could probably talk to you for the next three days, but we're, we're, <laughs> we're not going to do that because this is a podcast and people would fall asleep. Um, so I just want to I want to thank you for your your sharing your stories, being open about your your path and your journey, and bringing this amazing information to our listeners. Thank you for being on the show. Absolutely, my pleasure, and thank you everybody for listening. It's been a joy to be here today. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.